0: Hello, my name is Scott Bradley, and this is Scott's Got a Podcast, and we're joined by Graham McCormick. Graham how are we? Not too bad, Scott, yourself. Getting there. Getting there. Um, <laughs> and we also joined by Tony Welsh. Tony, how are we? I'm brand new mate, yourself. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> right, I need, I need I need to start this episode, boys, with a chuckle, right? I need some laughter. I need to get myself going, right? So... As we are just talking off earlier, Craig Levine is still basically calling the shots at hearts. He gave Daniel Stendel a tour around the stadium and the training ground. Graham, there's no getting rid of the man, Craig Levine, is there? Uh, he. I think he must have, like, he must have, like, some illicit pictures and budge or something. Uh, I, don't know <laughs> I don't know how he's hurt at club. Like,
1: it's absolutely ridiculous the fact that he's uh,
0: showing Stendhal around as his, his replacement the uh, fact that Budge consider considering the deal from just uh, uh, the mind absolutely boggles to be honest it's absolutely hilarious I know and it may seem even funnier right because Stendhal <laughs> said today it wasn't normal Craig Levine showed me <laughs> around the ground I'm like of course it wasn't <laughs> oh Jesus and also that, Tony that um, sorry to oh sorry Graham um, but also Tony the fact that Anne Budge came out today and was like I'm not ruling out giving Craig Levine a new deal. <laughs> Mate, it
1: wouldn't surprise me, honestly,
0: I And we all, right, obviously, Graham, right, um, he, and Budge was saying that Craig Levine's going to be sharing the director of football role with Austin McPhee, but let's be honest, boys, we all know Craig Levine's going to be calling the shots still. Austin McPhee's just going to be Craig Levine's bitch, as always. Yeah, hey, Austin McPhee will just be
1: there to make up to a team in the morning, probably, that's... <laughs> that's it, mate. Oh, the, the extent of his, his role. Right, he's just a wee yes man. Uh, Craig Levine has a
0: stranglehold on uh, that club for some reason. They just, no matter how much Hearts fans, Hearts fans protest in that, uh, just can't seem to get him, get into him. Oh, I know exactly. But that's the thing. No Hearts. When, when you think they're taking, when you think they're taking a step forward, they take two sets back by continuing to have Craig Levine employed by the club. And he'll be there for if well he'll be there for a number of years while and bud is still at the helm. Let's be honest. Of course he will. Yeah. I know, it's
2: it is a tragic state of affairs. Perhaps considering how much the fans are fed
0: up with well, what does it tell you? Yeah, exactly. And I know we were saying last week, boys, about obviously Stendhal getting appointed. Does that the the Hearts fans are very mixed on it, and and obviously it still is early days. Um, he obviously got. Barnsley promoted he didn't do well at Hanover and there was some controversy about um, like he's moved to Hearts because Barnsley are claiming that Hearts owe them compensation because it wasn't done right but he was already sacked at that point I'm sure so uh, I, I don't know it's a bit fishy isn't it Graham? Yeah it's a bit, bit of a bit of a strange situation and I don't under, I
1: don't know what Budger or Le, well, Levin say in him that much that they are willing to like well to
0: risk all this and put all this money on the line for, uh, for him but I mean, I'm, interested, I'm interested to see how he's going to do at Hearts mm-hmm. and uh, before we move on to St Mirren Graham um, I just need to ask do you think Hearts are going to be in a relegation fight for the rest of the season or do you think they'll be able to get out of the, the tough situation that they're in well, I mean I think it's I don't think Hearts are,
1: uh, are going to go down. I think that will be St. Johnson. Uh, but, uh, a very good chance of finishing in the bottom half now because that sixth spot is very gettable right now, obviously. But, uh, but I, I don't know. If Hearts continue the way they're going, then if Stender doesn't seem to be up too much, then uh, it could be an absolutely awful season for Hearts. Yeah,
0: yeah you're right, mate. And, uh... Obviously, Mirren, sitting ninth in the table, good win for you at the weekend, mate, against Hamilton, one 0 Not it's not the the best place to go to, but he's dug in and got a good result game No, well, uh, we've struggled the last few times we went to New Douglas Park, um, but I'm really happy with uh, with, the, with the way we played. Uh, it could have honestly been three or four, but I think we against them. But one thing that concerns me is we didn't we didn't completely take all our chances yeah you weren't planning so we, enough yeah we struggled my all season but luckily Cammy McPherson got his first goal of the season it was a lovely finish though. yeah it was it was a great strike um, uh, we they were denied a, a clear goal scoring opportunity also they got the man sent off but I mean I can't complain with a victory you know I'll take whatever we can get
2: to in order to survive yeah, exactly. On a, pers- on a personal note, it's nice to see a team with a grass pitch beat a team with an artificial pitch.
0: <laughs> I know. <laughs> right. oh. I just want to get Hamilton out of the league as soon as possible, but that was oh, that mate. was huge for a uh, submitted in weekend, Graham.
2: For any Hamilton fan that listens to this podcast, I'm sorry, right? I just can't help it, but too bad. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah, know. Cubs
1: are an, an absolute disease, to be honest. The fact they got scammed at, what, a million pounds? They have a plastic pitch, uh, oh.
0: they, have, they have signs that imitate stands, where well, there's no stands, uh, it's just, uh, they're, they're an absolute joke, to be honest. And I, have to say, I have to say, Tony, I thought St Mirren played some decent stuff, they knocked the ball around quite well, they were very productive in possession, but as Graham was uh, alluding to there, just St Mirren weren't clinical enough, but they still got the job done. St so Mirren are a decent
2: team mate, they've just been pretty unlucky I think throughout the season, but they're not a bad team, they've always, against Rangers aren't earlier on in the season, they were brilliant, they were really unlucky that day, and I, I just think they've been a wee bit
1: unfortunate with some of the results they've been getting. Yeah, it also doesn't help the fact that none of our strikers can actually play football. <laughs> yeah, It's
0: so how do you think uh, Obika played at the weekend, Graham? Yeah, actually tried did really well, if we
1: keep him in that... Uh, in, in the position he played, he's quite good at holding up the ball and spreading the play a bit. But as an actual as a as a as a number nine himself a goal scorer, he's not he's not the one to be doing that for us. But now we've got Cody Cook back from injury, I'll be interested to see how he does. Hopefully he'll be able to, to get a few goals.
0: Yeah and obviously uh, Hamilton weren't up to much especially in the final third. Like they didn't really cause you any problems whatsoever and you I thought you were very well organised you are very well organised and I did say to you last week in the pod that's one thing that St Mirren at the start of the season really showed that how well organised and drilled they were and it's only like right now I think just going forward for Jim Goodwood and St Mirren need to just build that contents back up again and just be more well organised and be difficult difficult to break down again aye absolutely Um, but yeah that was uh, obviously a huge result for the Saints mate um, but who would you say was the standout player for his against Hamilton? Would you say uh, McPherson?
1: Uh, well, McPherson obviously got the goal. He played really well. Uh, I think Thomas looked really dangerous the whole game. He was causing a lot of problems. And the whole team had a good game. Uh, I'll give it to McPherson because he got his first goal of the season.
2: Mhm. And, and, who- and
1: he got, got close with a really nice free kick as well. Mhm.
0: Yeah, because obviously going into it, I actually thought oh, that, could be a, that could be quite a tough one for St Mirren. I think I said, if I recall right, that it would have been a draw. but D- Dug in deep, played some nice stuff. And especially as we were just saying there about the plastic pitch, that is an an absolute bastard to play on. And Harlopins especially is just absolutely dire. Yeah, 100%. 100% mate. And uh, this weekend, Livy at home. Another team that plays on a plastic pitch, but... Obviously they're going to your ground. How do you fancy that one? Well, luckily we have a beautiful
1: surface. Uh, I think I think it'll be. I think we're going to win it. We've been really good at home all season. Um, I can't fault our home form at all. Obviously that's our first away win that we managed to bag. But uh, we're, we've been pretty imperious
0: at home, so I fancy uh, I fancy a same one win. Mm. What about you, Tony? I think it is a tough game to call,
1: mate. I'm going to go the draw.
0: I'm gonna say that you're right. It's a tough game, but I, it, it's a very tough game to call. But I'm gonna gonna go and Saint Mary's side here. Like I think they can build from that Hamilton when I think they could do one over Levy, and that'll be huge for you, mate. If you get a result against Levy, um, I would probably say two one Saint Mirren so, uh, yeah, I'll go. Uh, I'll go two one as well. I think that's probably probably um, be a good reflection as well. So, Graham, I've not got you long, right? So, we'll move on, we'll talk about the game I'm, I don't want to talk about, but it has to be done. Um, the League Cup final from Sunday. An absolute yep. disgrace of a performance from Willie Collin. Um But, Graham, what did you make of the final? Um, uh, before I have to say it, um, it was uh, Celtic 1, uh, Rangers now. But, yeah, Graham, uh, what was your thoughts? Uh, overall I thought uh, it was a fairly you know, Celtic are lucky to win that to
1: be honest, I think. Lucky is an understatement. Rangers were dominant the entire game. Uh, and Celtic seemed pretty lackluster, obviously fans were too happy about their starting lineup and they saw it. But uh, on the day Fraser Forster just been an absolute blunder and uh, they took their chance. they took the one chance that they had the whole game but
0: I can see why the Just fans definitely do hard on my. Yeah, like Tony, um see after the game, mate, I was absolutely scunnelled. That was it's, like it's, talk it's, about talk about a soul one, right? Talk about a proper kick in the balls. That's what that game was. Because because that was absolute daylight robbery and it was just it was oh it was a worse feeling after the game, mate, because we could not have asked any more from the Rangers players we played outstanding the only thing we did not do was put the ball in the back of the net right but I'll come to some of the decisions uh, from Willie Collum and the linesman very soon right but what was your thoughts in the, the final Oh, well, obviously I'm happy with the result but I'm not
2: happy with the way Celtic played I think uh Aye, as Graeme touched on, I was I was seething at our starting line-up this morning, uh, when I saw it on Sunday morning. When I saw Lewis Morgan was starting up top, mate, I was fuming. Sorry, Graham, I know you Graham, very highly. <laughs> but When I saw him starting centre-forward, mate, I was fuming, to be honest. And then, obviously, starting Elia Nussi, who was not really match fit, it was kind of flinging him in a bit under the bus, I, th- I felt. Johnny Hayes was kind of playing with his dislocated shoulders. Still. So it was just, it was one of those games that you were thinking, right, if we are going to win this, we are going to have to dig in deep, grind at a result. And that's, fortunately for us, that's how it went.
0: Graham, Willie Collins' performance, nothing short of a complete embarrassment. Um, well, he certainly got
1: quite a lot of major
0: decisions wrong. No, he really did, yeah. Right, so for example Yeah, for the yeah Willie Colum, you, as you, you can really right, Willie Colum's a horrendous referee, right For example right, let's talk about the goal, Tony The goal blatantly offside Right, that was A shocking Decision And this is why We need VAR In Scottish football We do Right, but that, it's that not was not gonna happen though, man It's uh, not gonna happen But that, that's the thing though We, like, for example Right, I'll go through the decision, right Then we'll come to the VAR discussion, right So The goal blatantly offside, right for, for me, Callum McGregor should have had a second yellow. He should have been off, right? The penalty, right? Right. We can all agree it was a penalty and a red card for a uh, Frimpong. Nah, mate. It was
2: Morelos, and therefore not
0: a goal-scoring opportunity. No, mate. That was a, even Lennon said it was a red card, mate. That was a, It was a goal-scoring opportunity. <laughs> red card all day long, mate. Right. So. Nah, the, mate, they, I'm kidding. On, of course, it
2: was a red.
0: Yeah. Right. So then we get the penalty, right? And the penalty should have been retaken because. Foster was off his line. So in the the rules of football, if the goalkeeper's off his line for the penalty, then it has to be retaken, simple as. So, I think that's a bit clutching, mate, considering the way... I know what
2: you're saying, right, and I do agree, right, it is in the rules of football, but every goalkeeper comes after line to an extent. No, but the way penalty, he was like... It,
0: it, it was so blatantly obvious how he was off his line and the fact that Colin didn't even see that or mention it to him just showed you how poor of a referee he is right so in the rules of football that penalty should have been retaken right and Rangers should have had another penalty where it was a blatant kick from Scott Brown to Morel's thigh in the box so that was a second penalty we should have had so that was some major decisions that could have like that, no that should have went our way and that played a massive part in the result I don't think Morel- helps he's meant, to be honest we see he's flinging himself
2: a bit diving a bit every time he was touched he was going to the deck looking at the ref mate and I think that's why he's not got a way with another few penalties otherwise he could have but you have to admit so,
0: right when that that Scott Brown kicked Mary Ellis in the thigh in the box that was a penalty all day long I didn't really think it was any intent kick on mate to be honest no mate it was a, it was a blatant kick then Morelos Mir- went down right so it was for, Mir- me, what is, it was, for I, I me it was for me. one of the most Stonewall one of the most Stonewall penalties you see all season for
2: you Morelos in our should
0: have been off for who Morelos no I don't Morelos shouldn't have been off how should Morelos have been off mate, I, was at he worst he a should have had a booking at worst the fact
2: that he was not booked after was it seven or eight fouls or something mate it was an absolute joke
0: yeah, he sh- well, he should have been booked, right? But, else getting sent off? No, not at all.
2: I'm not meaning as in, he put in a particularly bad challenge that merited a straight red, but see the amount of yellows he could have got? Seven or eight fouls, mate, it's a joke, especially when, I think it was in the first half, Colin warned them after the third, right, next time you're getting booked, and he fucking didn't. he bottled it. But same so. can be
0: said, though, about Callum McGregor, though, like, how was he able to stay on the pitch? Like, he should have been sent off, like, he was already on a yellow he should have had a second there was a few challenges mate the same one with uh,
2: Arfield as well see after the penalty he like snapped Ryan Christie that was a shocker that was a straight red to me I I was raging when I seen
0: that so (laughs) Graham, Alfredo Morelos against Celtic what do you think it is do you think it's we all know Mary is a phenomenal footballer, right? But what do you think it is against Celtic? Do you think it's a psychological thing where he was, he was trying too hard? He was just really that desperate to score and get that monkey off his back? Yeah, absolutely. I think it just is completely psychological. He's got this. I think he's like, have not
1: been able to score against Celtic. And, uh, I think that's a massive mental barrier for him. Once he breaks that duck, I think we are seen him maybe score a few for goals, but... It
0: seems to like have such this have such like, a big impact on, on the way he plays against Celtic. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, Tony, right? I thought Morelos had a great game. Um and I have to admit he did bully your defence, right? But it, I, I don't know what it was, like in front of goal he was he was just trying too hard and, and at times where he could have passed the ball to a player on the box or whatever, he had tunnel vision and he was like, No, I need to get this goal against Celtic, I need to get a goal against Celtic.
2: It's the same old story mate It's the same way basically Any old firm game Morelos plays Exactly the same way Tunnel vision Head down Just want to score And It, it benefits us <laughs> To be honest
0: And obviously with the penalty Right I went over that Right but Even Morelos, uh He's run up to it You can just tell He, he rushed it And he was just like I need to get a score Quick 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 And then again, As we are saying He was just trying too hard And he was and see when he missed the penalty, Graham. I thought, right, that's when we had to take him off. But we kept him on, and I think at that point, Marialis's confidence was just totally shot. He was, his head was checked out. We should should have took him off and brought on De Defoe. But we brought the Defoe on. Then we had the and Marialis up top, and that does not work. Marialis cannot play alongside anyone, and Marialis and Defoe can't play together. Simple as. I, I agree, mate, but I, I, you can understand why Gerard kept him on looking for that goal. Yeah, I know I do, it was, but. It was chasing the game. If, if anyone is going to get you a goal nine times out of ten, it will be Morello. So you can understand to an extent why he did keep him on, even though I, I do agree, mate, his confidence did seem to be shot. And uh, after oh, What did you say, that, Agram? Eh, Especially after that permeate, eh, which is maybe one of the worst things I have ever
1: seen. Yeah. I, think, I think
0: purely for how awful it was that he didn't even deserve a retake oh right no <laughs> it should have be a retake right but yeah, the thing <laughs> is
2: well, mate if, if he's hypothetically right if Morelos did take that penalty and Foster was on his line it was that bad a penalty as I saved it again
0: yeah I mean, I'm no denying that it was a poor penalty right but he was off his line and the penalty should have been retaken right but in the, obviously I need to come to you about this game, right James Tavenier um, was getting a lot of flack of uh, Rangers fans, so he was, um, people are calling him a, a shite bag, a bottler for not taking the penalty, but it was Gerard's call for Morelos to take the penalty, he said before the game they decided Morelos is taking the penalty if we get one. Yeah, well, Tavenier recently
1: missed
0: a penalty for me. I sorry Green, what you said now? there? Um, yes, Tavenier did
1: miss uh, quite a few a penalties before. Um. So obviously his record hasn't been great, and you want to hand it to the most confident goal scorer on your team. So maybe, maybe even should I give the penalty to I don't know, someone like Ryan Jack, someone that's someone that's quite cool under pressure. But giving the penalty to me is a really bad call,
0: in my opinion. No, I think you made a good point there, like saying like why not give the penalty to like the top goal scorer in your team? Yeah. So like I can understand it from that point of view, but. Marie composure against Celtic in front of goal isn't there for some reason. Against other teams, yes, but against Celtic for some reason it's not. But I know what you're saying, mate. It was a good point. Like, give it to someone maybe like Ryan Jack or I don't know Scott Arfield, like someone like that. Like or like, but see the things as well. Tavenier took that penalty. Tony, you know if he took that penalty, and missed that, or like the criticism for him would have got way worse than it already is.
2: I mean, like, I don't think Tavenier would have been able to handle taking that penalty to be honest. I reckon if he was taking it he's would have missed either way. Right? I just think the guy's a joke a captain. I really i de- like I know he had a good game on Sunday, I'm not taking that away from him, but overall as a captain, I just think he's absolutely woeful.
0: Like you know my thoughts on that. I've never thought Tavenier was a captain. And uh, it baffled me when we gave him band, so that man, that so it did it really baffle me. Um, because obviously um, in the 2017-2018 season, that's when Wallace was the captain, but he was injured for the, the, most of that season. Then we gave it to Tavenier, and he performed horribly in the role. Then Gerard comes in, gives Tavenier the armband, and I'm like, what has Tavenier done to merit this?
2: I don't think he deserves it at all, mate. Um, I'm still baffled why he is the Rangers captain. Like, I just don't understand
0: it. I, I tell you who should be Rangers captain, a guy who absolutely gets it, and he loves this club, Ryan Jack, like, you even seen after the game, uh, Graham, like, guy was, like, tons of emotion, crying, yeah, it just shows you how much that game and how much Rangers means to him. Uh,
1: he's obviously a guy that leaves uh, leaves everything on the pitch every game, and uh, plays with his heart in his sleeve, so, you know, something like that is maybe a better choice for a captain than someone who can score a free kick every now and then.
0: Because I thought Ryan Jack, Tony He had a phenomenal game He was he absolutely tremendous
2: me, I'm not I that. did I thought he was He was solid in the midfield He obviously that strike As well that was saved by Foster um, And obviously remember the that, tackle
0: In the first half The what, sorry mate? The tackle in the first half Aye, he, it was Lewis Morgan, actually, I think, I that's right, he tackled and he took a sore run off that as well. Yeah, like, that's the kind of players you want in the Rangers team, mate, like, and for me, right, I might be a bit biased in this, right, but I thought Ryan Jack, well, with the exception of thought, in fact, Foster always had a, a blinder, right, but the best Rangers player in the park for me was Ryan Jack, he just worked his socks off and he was, It for me, I think he is the best midfielder in Scotland. Right, the, the, the best midfielder in the on Scotland. Oh, right, mate, exactly, I, man, come Ryan Jack on. for me, mate. This guy is came on leaps and bounds this season, and Stephen Gerrard's turned this guy into an absolute top class player, man. Like he is something else, right? But I have to, I have to say this, right, um, Tony. I don't think he's caused us any problems whatsoever, right? He's had one shot in target, and that was the offside goal, and um, but I know he's won the game, right? But. Did that performance not concern you, though? Uh, no, I, I said that earlier, mate. It I was a joke of a performance. But at the same time,
2: I'm not too concerned because it was a second-string team we essentially put out. We were missing a lot of key men. We were missing a lot of... Like, a lot of our players were out with fitness issues. So, I if, if that was our A-team and we performed like that, I I would be majorly concerned. But as I said, mate, we started with Lewis Morgan, who's a winger, he's not even a striker up front, and he played for 60 odd minutes, and also we started with Johnny Hayes at left back, who's not even a left back, so I I, I was a bit annoyed with the performance at the time, but when I look back with hindsight, nah, considering the team we put out, it was kind of, <laughs> that's kind of how I expected us to play. Mate,
0: I have to disagree, I don't think that was like the Celtic B team, right, I know you started with Lewis Morgan, right, but then Edward came on, right? And see when you just like, for example, just take out Lewis Morgan, right, and put, uh, put Edward in that team. That is a that's. I would probably say that's near enough that A Celtic team.
2: Nah, not really, mate. We were missing ball and goalie at left back, we were missing a fit you know, so even Edward himself, he wasn't a match fit. <laughs> he, he changed the game, don't get me wrong, when he came on, but he still wasn't a anywhere near match fit, hence why he didn't he start.
0: Graham, I have to say, what did you make of Gerald's sub- uh, substitution? Sorry. Uh, well, the ones he made again, he brought on the uh, for. Right, he obviously brought the four on, right? He brought on Jermaine the fo, and he brought on Catech for some reason, right? And he brought on Barker, which was an odd one, oh, right? Aye. Yeah. That's right. the one. Yeah, he brought mm-hmm. on Barker, right? Barker came on, didn't do anything, right? Um last time met, he had a good game was against Porto um, Greg Stewart he should have came on because Greg Stewart has been chomping at the bit he, he scored a, a few goals right? he scored a couple against Hearts and any time he's came on he's put in a shift uh, and also we had Ojo on the bench right? but if we brought on Ojo Tony I think Gerard knew if we bring on Ojo there's going to be absolute uproar here so I can't do that
2: was a surprise substitution for me mate to be honest when he came on he was anonymous he didn't do a thing I think, um, think Odell would have been pretty similar if he came on then either would have been a bit of uproar definitely
1: no, 100%. I saw, uh, saw Hibs fans say on Twitter uh, that when Barker signed for Rangers he'd tear up the league with his pace but then he used that to pass it out for a goal kick I oh, go I <laughs> go
0: No, uh, oh, did, what did you say that, Graham? Are you, Graham? He needs to go, oh, you need to go. Sorry, mate. Aye, I know worries, my man. Pleasure having you on, bro. Aye. Aye, say uh, me and you, Tony Graham had to go there. Um, he had to leave quite abruptly, so he did. But it's just me and you. But me, you and I can talk about the game very fairly, as as we always do, mate. But <laughs> of yeah, course, mate, as always. I know, of course. Um, but yeah, as I was saying there about um, Bar- well, I think it was Barker. I thought about that. Uh, yeah, Barker. Like it was, he didn't do anything when he came on. Um, it was a bizarre substitution. Um, didn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, Gray Stewart should have came on for me, but that's one fault I have with Steven Gerrard Tony is he's he's just when he makes substitutions and sometimes who he brings on they baffle me at times. I'm like, why is he doing that? Like I don't get it at all. And uh, he, I think that's something, he really needs to improve on. Because when he makes subs at bizarre times like last week against Aberdeen brings on Katic at the last minute and you're like, what?
2: <laughs> I know, look, mate, I've heard a lot of Rangers fans complain about that. Uh, they don't like the, the either the subs or the timing of the subs that Gerard brings on. And it's understandable especially if you're chasing a game where you need a goal quickly. It can be incredibly frustrating.
0: Uh-huh. But who would you say was one of your standouts apart from Foster? Nobody, was it just Foster for you that Played really well. I'll be honest, mate. I thought up until the red card. I thought Frimpong was probably our standout outfield player. Um I thought it was it was a shame for him to get sent off in his old firm debut, but it, it was a red card.
2: Can he Can he argue with it? But I thought he was our kind of main player that was kind of trying to make things happen, and he was running at players and and that's from right back as well. And for such a young guy and his old firm debut, I thought he played really well.
0: See, um going forward, um i we'll talking about like going forward as going into the, the game on the twenty ninth, right? Is that gave you uh, are you going into that game a lot of caution now, considering how well we played and how poor you played on the day in that cup final?
2: Oh, it depends on the team that's picked on the twenty ninth, mate. If if Lennon put out a similar team to what he did uh, against Rangers on the twenty ninth, yes, I would be concerned. But if we put out a kind of fully fit team, nah, mate, I wouldn't be too worried about that. I think we do we do rely on Edward a lot. He is a top top player, as you know how, how I feel about him. So not him not starting, I just think did really affect the overall kind of mood around the Celtic fans. Yeah,
0: because when I seen that team sheet, mate, I'm gonna I was like, I was just salivating at it, mate. I was like, Lewis Morgan up top. That nah, is
2: brilliant. Be honest, Come on! I can't explain how seething I was on Sunday
1: morning when I
2: first saw
0: that team sheet. Like I was fucking raging. Like I genuinely thought <laughs> that it was a joke at first. Oh yeah, I can, mate! I can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine. I was over the moon, mate. And uh, obviously, we just came right out the traps, mate. The first minute we got a corner, like we were right up for it, and we were. Like, that I really like started to think as the game was going on and the chances we were creating. I was like. I think we can do this right the fact that we had 16 shots mate 7 on target um, and we just could not get past Foster and credit where it's Drew Foster did have a phenomenal game Um but- Foster's an unreal shot stopper, mate. Like, I've said that
2: about him for a long time. I was gutted when we sold him, actually. And then when we got him back, I was buzzing, even though I know it's only like, for the moment a season long window. But even still, he's just such an upgrade to what we've had over the few years that sell Technic Goals.
0: Yeah, it's mate. I, I did say a couple of years ago on the pod, I keep saying this, right? Trying to like boost my, boost my ego. Um, but I did say for a while, why, why don't Celtic go for Foster? Because I was never convinced on Bain, I was never convinced in Gordon, I was like, why don't they go for Foster? He's no getting a game at Southampton, it makes sense, and obviously Lennon done that, and that's what, obviously helped you out massively in the final on Sunday. Aye, absolutely, but it was, he won us the game single-handedly pretty much, so aye, what does that tell you about a goalkeeper? And Scott Brown, I have to say this, right. I, you, you might think I'm picking on him right, but, and it has to be said, mate. I thought Scott Brown was hands down your worst player apart from Lewis Morgan on Sunday. Like he was just woeful. He done absolutely nothing. He was like he was non-existent for the midfield battles. He was just quiet as anything. He wasn't. He d- was not up to much at all.
2: To be fair, mate. I think, as I said, other than Frimpong, there was no. Standout outfield player for us. at all you could have picked any of them. <laughs> they all did in my opinion. So other than maybe Ayer, maybe second to Frimpong. Ayer wasn't too bad. I thought he put in a few tackles. And don't get me wrong, he didn't have a great game. But I would say if I was to give a pass mark, he would maybe just
0: edge it. I so like on like on Rangers. I'm looking at team no one really had a bad game no one had a bad game in that start eleven 11 um, Kent he he was decent um, credit which for him, for him Pong um kept him quiet at certain points in the game uh, but I couldn't ask any more mate I genuinely couldn't ask any more even Jared said that after the game like the Rangers players left it all out there and there was just no getting past Foster on the day but like as I was uh, saying earlier on like if VAR was in Scottish uh, VAR was in Scottish football and if VAR was involved in that final on Sunday we would have won that game simple as
2: of course you would mate but there's many games over the years that teams have been done by dodgy decisions and see although the goal was offside and I'm not going to deny that but you can understand why in real-life play, it's hard to see that, because it's pretty close, you know? It's not exactly as if he was, like, a full yard off or anything. Like, he's, it's like he's a foot over or something. It's quite hard to see, to be fair.
0: But, I don't know honestly, for me, in my opinion, mate, like, I need to screen that. Like, I think the, refi- the, sorry, the linesman should clearly see that, and he should be doing a hell of a lot better, mate. And also, it doesn't look good in our game, mate. I think it's pretty embarrassing for our game, when it, we've got, a, like, a League Cup final, right? It's on TV, old firm, right? Sold out of Hamden, and referees are like basically ruining the game, making embarrassing decisions, right? And that's why I think people down in England laugh at Scottish football, make fun of it. It gives them more uh, fuel at the fire, if you know what I'm saying, to laugh at our games and look at the state of that. The referees are even piss poor. Well, Scottish referees have always been
2: incredibly good, We know that. An theme for
0: a of years now. yeah and yeah. goal line technology we don't even have that <laughs> like we don't even have that in the game and it's it's quite embarrassing mate and we've seen over the years how how many goals have been chopped off like for example the, I think the standout one mate was um, remember the Edinburgh derby from a few years ago where Griffiths scores that free kick and and then it no it's blatantly over the line and it was disallowed Oh, that's right, mate. It was. A <laughs> yeah, like it. No, it's just really, really embarrassing. So it is, mate. But oh, um, it, as I said earlier, it was. It was a real tough one to take, mate. Considering how well we played, and, uh, like, it took me a, a good few days to get over it. I'm not. I'm still not over it. I think you would be the exact same, mate. <laughs> um,
2: no, I mate. Mean, I can understand why it would have been a hard one to take. Cause, uh, as I said, Celtic done nothing really to merit deserving that win. Having said that, I would take the win. But what they got at
0: that game, I'll say that. Mm-hmm. And would you say that kind of cut out towards the end, bro? Uh,
2: I would say that I Celtic from the game Rangers, really was harsh on them. That was
0: yeah. So. We move on and tomorrow it's Rangers-Young Boys mate, Um, it's a big one for us, Um, Users are already through um, but do you see us definitely getting past Young Boys, I'm feeling confident, we we need to bounce back, we can't feel sorry for ourselves, Um, I feel confident that we will, all we need is a point, we're sitting top of the group right now but do you see Rangers making it through and uh, getting a result against Young Boys? Aye, so Tony Aye. Uh, We just had to Phone you back there again Due to some Technical difficulties um, But yeah Young boys Can't really just get past them Or get a result And make it through the last round too Along with Celtic oh, I said in the pod Last week mate I, I think He's will get there I think it'll be A hard game for you But I do think He's will see it out Definitely I think he's will get through Yeah, I, I can't see passes, mate Honestly And uh, I think we need A big boost After Sunday and I, Aye. yeah, we, That's can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can, bro. Um, I
2: think that's what he's need to be honest. He's, As you said, he's need a lift. He's need to take in a... Yeah, no, feel sorry for yourselves and go go again as quickly as you can.
0: Yeah, absolutely, mate. And uh, the team I would put out tomorrow, right, I would obviously need to keep it strong. Um, I would obviously go McGregor, Tav. Um, Even though Golden did have a good game, credit where it's due, right, he did have a good game, but... He, he, like, we know Gerrard's going to play him tomorrow, um, But the team I would go would be McGregor Tav, um, Katic, Holanda, Barisic. Midfield three would be Ryan Jack, Aribo, and uh, Kamara. Then Arfield, Mirelos, Kent. Basically the same team from Sunday, but have Katic instead of Goldson in the side. So I, I generally would not change too much, if I'm being honest, man.
2: <laughs> There's no real need to change too much, mate, because as I said, he's played well. He's were just unfortunate
0: with the result, but I, your team overall did play very well. No, I appreciate that, mate, um, but I was going to ask you, what did you make of Tom English um, having a go at Ryan Jack for crying after a game? It's
2: just arrogance, though, really, isn't it, mate? It's just people that don't understand yeah, the, the, the passion that's up here. That's really it in a nutshell, is it?
0: Yeah, exactly. mate. like they don't understand the passion, uh, and they don't understand football. Doesn't get it. The guy is one of the most miserable, negative guys I see in the Scottish media, and he's not. It's not this is not the first time he's done this. Uh, last season, where St Mirren beat Dundee United in the playoff, uh, the playoff final, uh, the one on penalties. Uh, it's obviously the St Mirren players are emotional. They are. They're buzzing and Tom English is having a go at them saying why are you celebrating winning a playoff to stay up like the guy is so so miserable. like why do you need to be like that type of guy and just like have just be that depressed i don't get it mate it's just arrogance, mate, as I said, it's just that, it's obviously a
2: wee bit of jealousy as well, because whoever hell he supports, they, they just don't get that same passion or understanding that we have up here, and that's their problem, you know, it's like, too
0: bad for them, you know, because I enjoy Scottish football for that reason. Yeah, and uh, obviously Tom English um, was getting slaughtered from both sets of old firm fans because they're like yeah grip you don't understand football like why do you need to be that guy you know but I just feel as though mate he's just looking for attention it's it's real attention seeking he's looking to be controversial get like just basically clickbait that's what it is isn't it aye it's the same way that Adrian Durham I was (laughs) actually about to bring him up (laughs) I can't stand that guy, he's just the same type, you know, just a wee snidey guy that's always got something negative to
2: say about Scottish football just to try and make himself look good, you know, and the guy knows nothing. He knows nothing about football.
0: See Adrian Durham, right, he's one of those guys who obviously he's on top sport, he's on it like five days a week, right? And it's just a total like wind up merchant in the sense of like it's even me, right? I know it's even for me, see if you're gonna be controversial, I think you need to be able to at least back it up. If you're gonna say something controversial, back it up with facts, right? But see when Adrian Durham does it, he just said stuff to be contra- controversial with no substance to it or like there's no there there's nothing to it. If you know what I'm saying. Like you can't back it up.
2: I definitely he just with stupid statements for eyes to sound interesting and relevant, but he's just an idiot.
0: Yeah, what total he said. Idiot. Yeah, exactly. Like, see what he said about Foster. Like that. That that was just daft. Like, and then the, like, does he not know that Jermaine Defoe's on loan at Rangers and he's pretty much on the same wage as Foster? <laughs> no, exactly,
2: mate. He's just he's a clown of a guy. Like I can't like put into words how much I hate the guy. To be honest, I just think he's
0: a total idiot do you know what he said last season right this is probably that this is worse than what he said about Foster right it's about English football he said Raheem, Raheem Stunlin, right Raheem Stunlin took a penalty and it was a good penalty right but do you know what he said about that penalty he said that penalty uh, should be goal this season <laughs> how can a penalty be goal this season
2: <laughs> I don't like that alone just should sum the guy up to be honest like, I remember Chris Sutton had a go-up a few years ago because it was obviously Celtic had had a bad Champions League game. I think it was maybe the PSG game or something. We obviously got hammered. And then the aggregate score went up to about seven odds. And then at Arsenal, I think, he got beat maybe 8-2 or something. And Chris Sutton, kind of, to be fair to him, this was defending Scottish football. And he said,
0: basically, oh, does that mean Arsenal are now worse than Celtic? Because they conceded more in Europe. And him and Adrian Durham had had a bit kind of a back and forth over it. Yeah, I think I recall that. I I can't remember the like the actual like ins and outs of it, but um, I remember like he phoned up on Talksport, and then uh, like him and Chris Sutton were going back and forth for a bit. Aye, and I know obviously I know how you feel about Chris Sutton, but to, you have to give him credit. He always sticks up for. He Scottish does. Football. He does stick up for Scottish football. I will give him that, right? But I have to say, Tony, right? That see him on commentary on Sunday. I thought it was nothing short of a disgrace, mate. Like it was, it was, it was embarrassing, but. Because he was just so blatantly biased, right? And for me, I don't have an issue with him being on BT, right? But I do have an issue with him doing commentary on an old firm game. Like and say vice versa. Like if Alex Ray was doing commentary and he was being blatantly, like sorry, blatantly biased. Like I can understand, like people like yourself saying, "No, like get him off commentary. Like why is he on commentary? Like he's we all know what his agenda is." yeah so I think it like you should not have like a Rangers fan like a uh, ex-Rangers player, or a Rangers fan doing commentary on Old Firm say, uh, same with uh, like someone like like Chris Sutton doing commentary on Old Firm what was it he said that like particularly bothered you as I said I was watching it in the pub so I didn't really hear oh, mate, the like, commentary it was a, I was fuming right and I don't you, you, know, you know me right I, I don't usually rise to Chris Sutton but I thought his commentary, as I said, was a disgrace, right? He, the way he was picking on Morelos, the way he was just having a goal at the, the like Rangers in general, for example. Do you remember the incident where uh, Morelos went into the back of, I think it was uh, Julian's uh, Achilles? Oh, uh, that's right? right. And it wasn't intentional, right? We all, like, like Morelos was not even looking at him. He wasn't even looking in his direction. He was looking at the ball And then, obviously, Mary Lewis went went into his Achilles' right, and then Sutton was going to town on him, saying that is a disgrace, he's a naughty boy doing that. And he he went on a full-on, like, a good solid, like, three-minute rant about it. Uh, And it was, and you're like, the guy clearly didn't mean it. And Sutton got slaughtered on Twitter for it, from, like, footballers and all sorts. Because... Like, it was like, it was embarrassing, the way he was treating Mariel's, like, saying, oh, that, how dare Mireles do that, that, that was a disgrace when he clearly never meant it. He wasn't even looking at uh, Julian. Ugh, you know what Chris Sutton's like, though, mate.
2: He'll just, he'll hit out with something, and yeah. it does usually trigger
0: people. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not a guy that would get triggered by him, but I just thought, no, nah, this isn't right. Chris Sutton should not be doing commentary on Old Firm Game. Like, and as I said, vice versa, <clears throat> Alex Ray should not be doing commentary on an old farm game. Like, it's just, you need, you need that, pardon <clears throat> me, balance you do. Like, you need to have, like, just make it that, I don't know what the guy's name, Rory Hamilton and uh, Stephen Craigan and get someone else in, you know. Like, even, I would rather Michael Stewart over Chris Sutton, you know. <laughs> That's when you <laughs> a bold know. bold statement for you. I know, <laughs> I know. Like, and I also seen Michael Stewart was, um, like, listen when you know, right? Listen I mean, when you know, right? But Michael Stewart was even saying that he, he was cringing at some Celtic fans. He was, he was ripping into them on Sports Sound saying he was cringing at Celtic fans that were trying to justify that, like, the Celtic goal is being, off, like, being onside. And even you even said yourself, like, it's Celtic dads that are saying that, like, guys that are complete clowns.
2: Of course there's going to be people that hit out with things like, oh, it's no offside or it's this or it's that. And as I said, mate, you know, it is an offside goal, right? I have to say that, but I'm standing by. It is a difficult one to spot in the real run of play. When you look back now, you're like, aye, you can see he's off. But at the time when that free kick's hitting, you know, it's hard to spot that.
0: I'm sorry, mate, I know you disagree, but I just... I think it is a difficult one to spot. But see if he had like a better quality of lanes, I mean, he could have spotted that for me. That's just my opinion, mate. Possibly, mate. You never know. It's it's
2: football unfortunately, it's how these things go. I remember years ago in an old firm game Willie Colm, ironically was a referee, he gave a penalty to Rangers and he didn't even see the challenge.
0: I His do tournament. recall that. Was that um Cut Broadfoot? It was. I he didn't even see it. It wasn't looking anywhere near the direction. He just gave it up. Yeah, it, Uh, That was a dive from Broadfoot. It was, and I just remember, it wasn't even necessarily about the dive, it was the fact that he didn't see it and he gave it. Yeah, and see the thing is, right, I don't think there's an agenda from referees at all, Right? I've said this for a long time, mate, right, Uh, there's no agenda from them, I just think they're utterly crap, (laughs) that's what it is, they're just shit. Uh, I agree,
2: I think the only one I would say there's maybe a wee bit of an agenda and that's my opinion,
0: John Beaton. John Beaton from, uh, like, from who like who agenda against Celtic? Aye, uh, well, it was in all court drinking in the losing or something. No, like, no, not. that was just that was BS. Apparently, like there was rumors going around that he was in this Rangers bar, but that was that was nonsense. Like uh, I think John Beaton is a terrible ref. Like he's he's screwed us over so many times. Like last week against Aberdeen, screwed us over. Then I d- obviously remember the game a couple of years ago against uh, Hibbs, the Anthony Stokes situation remember that oh that's right Uh, yeah where Stoke should have been sent off and then he sent Ryan Jack off and it was just it was a complete disgrace of a performance man Um, but no I think John Beaton is atrocious absolutely atrocious so he is Um, but uh, before we move on is there anything else you want to bring up uh, relating to Celtic Rangers Um, I think uh, you've covered most of it to be honest mate Um, I know like again, just it was a, it was obviously a sore one for yourself to take, but um how do you think Rangers will respond? Um, I actually think we'll respond really well, mate. Like uh, like going into the game tomorrow I think we'll cover up the traps and I don't think it'll dent our confidence at all because as I said earlier, we left it all out there. We played a really good game and we really took the game to ease and the the fear factor against Celtic's totally gone now. Like going into the old firm and twenty ninth, I firmly believe that we can beat yous, like, going into that, I think, going to Park Keb, yeah, we won't fear it, we'll just be going for it, and just, like, we need, because we need to win that now, like, like for the rest of the games in, the, in this month, we need to win, every single one of them, but I do, I don't think uh, we have much to worry about at all, mate, none whatsoever. I will soon see, you, mate, December's one of the hardest months for football, it's when crunch time kind of kicks in on it, so... You never know anything can happen. Everybody can take points off each other. No, you're right, mate, you're right. And uh I owe you a fiver. So the... You do? Oh, I don't even want <laughs> I don't even want to listen back to last week's episode, man. <laughs> mate, I, I I kinda do, but Oh, I think it was I think it was towards the end, man, where I was purely like, piping up, but I have to admit what like even listening back to it right, There's one thing I did get right I, I was very confident i will play well but yeah I'm, I owe you a fiver mate and I'll square you up this Friday at the pub that's yeah, fine mate you can buy me a couple of drinks with that oh, are you going to be drinking or are you going to be on the end, bro we will
2: not see mate I'm, to be honest the only
0: thing I can keep my the news is money I'm just skint so your fiver will help <laughs> no worries man so um, before we wrap up we need to like briefly touch on uh, Hibs and Aberdeen mate Um Hibs absolutely scuddied Aberdeen. Uh, I, like Aberdeen got a good result against us last week, come back from 2-0 down, getting a draw. Then they go to Easter Road and get battered 3-0. Aye, it's just the fact that they obviously got that result against you and then get scuddied, it's just classic Derek McInnes, isn't it? Yeah, it really is, mate. And uh, Aberdeen were just utterly pathetic. And Josh was meant to come on. Um, he dodged a phone call and uh, I think he just can't be bothered talking about Aberdeen and I don't blame him in a sense but then you get me showing face after that on Sunday but yeah Aberdeen were just pathetic mate like Martin Boyle just ran them ragged scoring a couple goals Aye he did Hips, to be fair to them ever since Jack Ross has come in there's been there's kind of a wee bit of a rebirth you can see in them, they have a wee bit more belief in fighting them, so it's kind of good to see them kind of, obviously the hips were basically going to the wall a couple of weeks ago, and then look at them now. Yeah, exactly, they did lose to, I think, Ross County last week, right? ah that's right, they did. But they responded really well, beating Aberdeen comfortably, Boy, he was he scored a couple of cracking goals, man, and then, just, like, as I was saying, just ran Aberdeen ragged, and Aberdeen's defence, mate, oh my god, man, they're defending... For the three goals was pathetic. Aye, they were caught a few times. I saw that. Yeah, they really were, and just to hint, mate, we're saying off the pod there. you could have got Scott McKenna for five million quid. Aye, I'm, put it this way, mate. I'm incredibly glad we did it. Put it that way. Yeah, like Scott McKenna for five million quid, man. My God, like. Like is it, yeah, I think Graham said that would have been Jack Henry two point oh the guy's a
2: donkey and it, it was a couple of years ago when he kind of first broke through into the Aberdeen team he kind of thought I oh, might have a wee bit of potential he seemed not a bad player but he just I don't know what
0: it is like he just seems to have kind of zero football ability no I know like he's, he's like you're right no you're absolutely right he's just just all over the place defensively um, he's he's not the quickest as well um, in the air he's not great he's just he gets caught out far too much and I don't think he could play in a well-organised defence whatsoever at all. Like If he was, like for example, if he was playing on Sunday, oh my God, he would have been all over the place. And we've also seen how much Morelos has bullied Scott McKenna in the past as well. Uh, he's, I don't know, how? Is he like 23 or something? Hold on, I'll tell you, mate. He's, he's, he is young. He is young. And, uh, hold on, I'll tell you. Scott McKenna is... 23, mate, you're right, yeah. He's 23. Uh, So, he
2: is still pretty young. Like, you never know. Like, the guy's got a long career ahead of him. Like, the thing I just don't get about Scott McKenna is, like, although, as I said, he has zero footballing ability for them at, at the moment, I just think he has the build of a footballer. Like, he has the potential to be a good footballer. But for whatever reason, the past number of seasons, he's just been a donkey.
0: Yeah, because as you said, when he first came on the scene, you're like, oh, this guy's got quite a bit of talent, man. He looks like he can go somewhere. And nah, nah, man. It's just not looking good for him at all. But then again, right, he does not want to be at Aberdeen. Like, he put in a transfer request in the summer. He wants out. He wants out. And I think he's just sick to death of uh, playing under Danny McInnes. And uh, Denny McInnes, he's... I, I don't know what it is with McInnes, right, but he... he where will where, where will he go after Aberdeen, man? Like that's the thing because it just seems like he's in a comfort bubble there, and he just does not want to leave and manage any other club or even a big club for that matter. We'll put it this way, mate. I think he won't get a bigger gig than
2: Aberdeen. I know. Obviously, he was offered the Rangers job, and that was probably his only chance he'll get. I don't think he'll get a bigger job than
0: Aberdeen. Yeah, he got. Off, he got off the Sunderland job, and he Did rejected I that. Who would touch that job though? Like I know, but it's. That- I would say they're a bigger club in Aberdeen they're a big club but I just think the job itself Sunderland who the hell would want to touch that job seriously yeah like now no no at all but see at the time uh, Sunderland was still in the championship and uh, obviously I can't understand to, uh, to understand why I didn't take it but the Rangers job when Rangers come calling and he rejects it like I just it, don't think he, he wouldn't have anybody able to handle the Rangers job I mean you know that now looking back you're, you'll be glad you didn't get him yeah bless you in disguise mate honestly like so it's like if you've if got Derek McInnes hypothetically speaking he wouldn't have moved on any further than what he's were under Pedro no you're right no like we definitely would not have moved on and his, his record against Celtic just shows how like I like how bad he is in big games you know Aye. like, he's basically come out and said, like, I remember this was
2: even under Ronnie Dyler, like, when Rang- Rangers weren't in the league at the time, so it was Aberdeen were or the apparent, like, title challengers, and he basically came out and said something along the lines that ah, oh, nah, we can't challenge Celtic, so that just shows, like, how bad he is.
0: Yeah, I know. no, it just shows you as well, like, and as you were saying, under Ronnie Dyler, that was Aberdeen's best chance to, like, in, in inverted commas, challenges Aye, yeah exactly that, that was your best that was their best chance and oh, I see the delusion from some of Aberdeen fans at the time I remember um, fucking that JJ right was like this to me at the time he was like oh I think we can I think we can take Celtic right to the wire this season I'm like as bad as Celtic are oh, under Ronnie Dyler, like, that's not going to fucking happen mate like get real <laughs> Aye, Aberdeen were pretty woeful at that time as well and if your manager's coming out and saying nah we can't beat. Traps Celtic team, then what chance have you got? Yeah, exactly. Like I, I, like I believe we're never going to win the league, right? But there's don't you don't want your manager to come out and say, nah we're not going to win a league, but accepting defeat." You like you don't want to hear that, and then see when your manager comes out and says that, that resonates with the players, and the players are like, "Ah, oh, manager doesn't think we're going to win a league. Ah, oh, games up, boys. We're always going to be second best." <laughs> and the thing was
2: mate see back then Aberdeen weren't near really a bad side like they had I mean not like a title winning side but they were probably a lot better than what they are now
0: yeah they yeah, 100% had, like, Johnny
2: yeah. Hayes was a top player for them at that point before he signed for us and then it was the other boy you had uh, Peter Pollitt he was a good player and they
0: had... <coughs> Peter Paulette, <laughs> um Ryan Jack as well uh, Jack was playing for them as well exactly um, who else did they have? Adam Rooney like they had a decent team like they were a hard team to beat and they even place. had Gary mchale Stephen when I mean, he was I don't I think they might not tell like, they did not have Gary McHale-Steven at that point I don't think I think no, that's he, when McHale-Steven was, was, that was that point that's right yeah that's right yeah but I know what you're saying mate they did have uh, a pretty good solid squad back then with Johnny Hayes Ryan Jack Peter Paulett, Adam Rooney that was a lot better than what they've got now mate so like <laughs>
2: you're coming out if your manager's coming out and saying basically oh we're not good enough then so what does that tell you about where
0: they are now? Nah you're spot on mate you're absolutely spot on man but yeah I thought Aberdeen were just weak all over the park against the uh, Hibs that were just pathetic they were awful caused so ser- uh, sorry caused Hibs no problems at all and uh, I don't know. Just, Aberdeen, yes, will get top six, but I say it every single week in the pod. McInnes has took them as far as they can. And I like. I know Aberdeen have got new owners coming in. Um, I don't think they'll get rid of, rid of Derek McInnes. McInnes go on his own accord. But there won't be any investment in that club anytime soon, mate. Especially when they're moving to their new stadium. So I don't see any major investment going in whatsoever. And I don't see anything changing for the sheep Sheepshaggers. <laughs>
2: no, I agree, mate. I don't think much will change with Aberdeen. I think, I I don't think they'll sack McInnes any soon unless results got really bad. Yeah. Um, but aye, I think he's he seems to be the man for the job right now and what the board are wanting. So, I mean, I wouldn't want to be an Aberdeen fan, and put it that way.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely, mate. So we'll, we'll just finish off by going over the weekend's fixtures uh, in SPFL. Um, Aberdeen, Hamilton? Aye. A, I think, well, obviously, it's a must-win game for Aberdeen, but I think that'll be a hard game for them, mate, to be honest. Yeah, I think it could I, be. And I they've not got Haber- a good record against Hamilton, by the way. They've got a pretty scrappy record against them, and Hamilton last season beat Aberdeen 2-0 at with Audrey that's right so they did
2: I can remember watching that game actually Aye. believe it or not um, I, like, I just think although Hamilton we know are a woeful team I just think they're that type of team that are still hard to beat despite how bad they are and I think they're the type of team that Aberdeen wouldn't want to come up against right now yeah you're right um, especially the way they've been playing or the
0: the way they certainly
2: played against Hibs anyway yeah
0: definitely mate Um, so what's your prediction going to go 0-0 I'm going to go 1-1 each, mate. I'm going to go one each, man. Um, and Hearts versus St Johnston Daniel Stendhal's first game in charge how do you see that one going is that 10-castle could we see a good response from the, the Hearts players since they've got a new manager in
2: charge I wouldn't
0: say a good response mate but I think they'll win I think they'll nick a 1-0 result or something like that could see them going aye 1-0 uh, I'm going to say 2-1 2-1 Hearts Ross County, Kelly. That's a hard game to call actually, because both teams have been playing alright. Um, I'll go to one county. I'm going to say one nil Ross County. And uh, Saint and Levy, we covered that. Um, Aye. Motherwell Rangers this Sunday. Uh, that's a hard one to call, mate. I think Rangers will win, but I wouldn't be surprised if Motherwell took Easter a draw. And I'm not saying that through green-tinted specs, mate. Honestly, it's just how well Motherwell have been playing this season. And they the played us at Ibrox, um earlier on this season, and we beat them 2-1. And if I recall right, the, no, I don't think that was after a European game. I can't remember, right? Um, but we beat them 2-1, did not play well whatsoever, mate. Um, But they are, they've been playing well this season. Um, they're a tough nut to crack. But I think we no, will
2: mate, get this. I wouldn't want to
0: be going there after a European tie. It's one of those ties you really want to avoid. I probably, oh, mate. I think we will have enough to get the job done. If I'm being honest, mate, and I'm going to go for a. Well, I don't think it'll be pretty, mate. But I think we'll get it done two one. Um, I think it'll be Morelos and uh, Ryan Kent. In fact, no, I take that back. Because I said that last week, and me we fucking lost. <laughs> um, no, I take that back. Um, two one Rangers, right? Jermaine Defoe and... I, Jermaine Defoe double. Um, uh, I'll go 2-1 Rangers as well.
2: I think they think they may just get the job done, but I, I could still see a draw potentially there.
0: And Celtic Hibs at Parkhead.
2: I think that'll be a hard game for us, mate, to be honest. I'm going to go 2-1 Celtic.
0: So two scrappy wins for the Old this weekend?
2: Aye, I think it has to be done. I mean, don't get me wrong, I know one will play in we're not taking a strong team over to Romania to play college tomorrow I saw the squad (laughs) it's pretty pretty different but um, aye I just think Sunday against Hibs that's a tough one to say actually because Hibs have been playing well and Hibs like players Hibs always seem to do alright against us so but aye 2-1 2-1 I think we'll scrape so Tony a
0: pleasure as always my man and I'll see you on Friday so take care and we'll see you soon guys